0: Among the many things I'm trying to work on is that I tend to procrastinate a lot. So when there's something difficult that needs to be done, I like to push it off. So for example, I know that I need to do my taxes soon and I look at it, I think about doing my taxes, but I think I can do it next week. Or I know also probably in my inbox, and my email, there's probably, you know, five, ten emails that are sitting there that are difficult to respond to and I always think, I'll respond to them tomorrow, but tomorrow really never comes at times. And I'm sure none of you are the same way, but perhaps we all tend to do that. We all tend to procrastinate, to put off difficult things. We know that procrastination is not good for us, right? It kind of can have a negative impact in our life. It prevents us from doing our best, and yet we continue to procrastinate. Why is this the case? Well, one reason perhaps why we tend to procrastinate Is because doing difficult things is hard. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of willpower to actually push through and do these hard unpleasant things like taxes, responding to emails, and of course we can add so many more kind of more serious things. Working on a relationship where there is difficulty, seeking forgiveness from somebody. We tend to put this off because it is hard, it takes willpower. And there's a famous study that I might have mentioned to you before, but I find it quite interesting, that a psychologist did once by the name of Roy Baumeister. And this psychologist uh, got a few students together in two groups. And basically, the first group he had in front of a stove, and in this stove they could see and smell that delicious cookies were being baked. And of course, this is tempting. I would want to rip that stove open and eat them, but they were forbidden from doing that. But the first group had some freshly baked cookies on the counter and they were told, you know, you can watch those cookies bake, but also feel free to eat as many cookies on the counter as you like. So they did that. They watched the cookies bake. They had some time, 15 minutes or something, and they could eat as many cookies as they liked. Now, the second group had to do the same thing, but this poor second group couldn't eat the cookies in the stove and they had no cookies on the countertop and instead there were radishes on the countertop. And some of you might love radishes, but these poor students were told, you know, can't eat the cookies in the stove, but feel free to help yourself to as many radishes as you like. 15 minutes passed, and then the interesting part of the experiment is that both groups of students were told to do some difficult math problems. And what he found is that the students that were allowed to eat all the cookies did better on the math problems than the ones who had to eat the radishes. They did more poorly. And as much as I would love to say that the moral of the story is eat as many cookies as you like, the conclusion seems to be that those students that couldn't eat the cookies had to exercise all this willpower, right? It was draining for them. So by the time they got to do the questions in the math, they were kind of tired and was more difficult for them. And they struggled more than the others that didn't have to do that willpower. So we see that in this experiment that willpower takes a lot of energy doing hard things is difficult and for this reason we oftentimes procrastinate we put off doing the hard and difficult things but the things that are really necessary for us and so for this reason we probably won't be able to eliminate procrastination from our lives but it's something we should be aware of and maybe try to work against and today's gospel in which Jesus cleanses the temple in John's gospel gives us some kind of pointers or tips perhaps For how we can approach this challenge of procrastination in our own lives ways we can kind of work against it and maybe overcome it one rule or kind of lesson we learned from jesus's action in the temple in the gospel today is that we need to first identify the problem and sometimes this can happen in our life as well there might be issues that are there but we want to ignore them we kind of want to suppress them maybe push them out of our mind They come into our mind, we know we need to do something. It makes us uncomfortable, so we kind of busy ourselves with other things. Identifying the problem is the first step. This is really important, very, very crucial. And Jesus in the gospel identifies a major problem. So, of course, the temple, we see already in the book of Kings, when the temple is made first with Solomon, is meant to be a really wonderful place, the house of God. The place where people could come and be in god's presence in a special and particular way the place where god would hear their prayers where they would gather and worship as a community so the temple was such a wonderful institution for the people of israel but by the time of jesus there had been some problems in the temple and jesus wasn't the only ones to recognize them and a lot of the problems had to do with when the temple infrastructure became closely linked to politics And this already happened about 150 years before Jesus, when the priests oftentimes became linked more and more with the political authorities at that time. This was particularly the case at Jesus' time. We know that the branch of people associated with the temple were the Sadducees, and they had some very close connections with the Roman Empire. So many Jewish people, not just Jesus, saw that the temple in some way was compromised. It wasn't what it should be. It was too attached maybe to money, to politics. And we know of another group at Jesus's time of Jewish people who identified this problem. And this group is associated with the Dead Sea Scrolls um, by the Dead Sea, that's why they get their name, uh, by Qumran there. There was a group of Jewish people called the Essenes. And it seems that this community were the ones who kind of were responsible for hiding the Dead Sea Scrolls away. But the Essenes chose to kind of leave Jerusalem and no longer participate in the temple worship, which was quite a radical thing at the time, because they thought that it wasn't what it should be. So they tried to set up their own community of prayer, observance of the covenant, but they kind of distanced themselves from the temple because they too saw the problem. Jesus in the gospel then clearly identifies this problem and decides to do something about it. In our lives too, this is the first step really to overcome procrastination to clearly identify what may be an area God is calling us to grow in is. What is this area we can grow in? And we can think about not cleansing maybe a literal temple, but we can think about ourselves as individuals. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians that we are all temples of the Holy Spirit. So in light of this gospel, perhaps we can take a moment now to consider, you know, what is one area where God is calling or inviting me to kind of cleanse my own temple. What's one area God is calling me to grow in? We can think about this now. And Of course, the first reading with the Ten Commandments gives us some helpful pointers in this. So we can consider those Ten Commandments. We oftentimes group them in two tablets, right? One tablet talking about our relationship with God. The other talking about our relationship with others. So what might be an area where the Holy Spirit might be leading us to try to grow. Maybe it's in our relationship with God, our prayer life, trying to ask God for help in a struggle, or perhaps we have issues in different relationships, families, friends in our workplace, someone that we are looking to forgive, or perhaps someone we need to ask forgiveness from. Maybe God is calling us to use our gifts in a new way, to serve other people around us, We need to identify first maybe an area where God is calling us to grow and clearly identify that. After we've begun to kind of think about where God might be calling us to grow, where God might want us to cleanse sort of our metaphoric temple, the next lesson we learn from Jesus is that to overcome procrastination, at times we need to take decisive action. And here, of course, the cleansing of the Temple of Jesus is depicted in so many different representations of art because it's a bit startling. The idea of Jesus walking into a building with a cord, right, and overturning temples seeming to be, and he is angry and and frustrated because of what is happening, is quite stark and quite kind of uh, surprising for us to see Jesus behaving in this way. But we learn from this that sometimes decisive action is necessary and here we're not talking about violent action but here we are talking about taking that next step in growing in this area where God is calling us to and sometimes we see this as well in the example of the lives of the saints they oftentimes take dramatic action in overcoming an issue in their lives sometimes startling action there's an example from the life of Saint Benedict which I'm not encouraging you to imitate But St. Benedict, there was a time he was trying to overcome some temptation with lust, and he threw himself in a thorn bush. And again, please don't do this, but the spirit of what he's doing is important. He identified the problem, and he wanted to take that next step to do something about it. We too can consider that. When we look at that issue in our life God is calling us to grow in, we should ask ourselves, well, what's that first step we can take? Maybe if we're seeking forgiveness from somebody, we can... Think about calling them just to talk about it. What's that first step we can take and take that decisive action so we don't put it off. The Final lesson it seems we can learn from Jesus about procrastination in the gospel is that it's helpful to have a deadline sometimes. It's helpful to know we can't put off indefinitely what we're trying to do or change or grow in our life. And Jesus, of course, knew too that his ministry was limited He could see the writing on the wall in his ministry, that it would lead to confrontation and perhaps even his own death. And so he did what he needed to do during this ministry, collecting his disciples, teaching, reaching out to those in need. And of course, at this time of Lent, we do consider this idea of deadlines, that Lent is really a time of blessing for us to consider ways in our life that God is calling us to grow then let us be inspired by the gospel today of Jesus's action in overcoming a problem that had to do with the temple. Today then, we've thought and reflected a little bit maybe in one area in which we are called to cleanse or grow in the temple of ourselves. What's that one area where you think, we think the Holy Spirit might be inviting us to grow? Let us consider in particular way, what's that first step we can do? What's that first concrete action we can do To overcome this challenge in our life, let us rely on the Spirit's help to do it.